0: press conference joined now by Scott Dixon who will be starting on the front row in tomorrow's IndyCar Grand Prix at the Glen in second. This is Scott's uh Scott has appeared in all Firestone Fast Six appearances this season so far, also set a new track record in segment 2 of qualifying at 1 minute 22 seconds .4171 Scott, it looked like you might have snuck out a pole there and then obviously Rossi came in and sat that set that fast lap right there at the end but Are you happy with the spot that you have, and do you feel like you can make your way to the front tomorrow? Uh,
1: It's, you know, the starting spot, front row is definitely decent. Um, You know, the frustrating part is that we had plenty in hand, and the problem is if you cool off too much, it's really hard to get the black tires back up to speed, and, and, uh, you know, we caught Alio so quickly. I don't know what he was doing out there. He was just sort of cruising around, and... um, we caught him way too fast with two laps to go and uh, you know maybe we should have backed off I think on on the second to last lap Um, I think we had probably another three or four tenths in the car Uh, so that's definitely frustrating to lose it that way Um, you know we showed that speed definitely in in, uh, Q2 Uh, but congrats to you know Rossi they did a good job and and, uh, you know we straight up just didn't get the gap right
0: questions for Scott yes Wolfgang
1: Uh,
2: Scott according to the weather forecast there's a rain possibility for tomorrow how you deal with that
1: yeah it um, it'll be interesting we haven't run here uh, i don't believe on the new surface in the rain I think there was a there was a test that we did here but it was it was kind of uh, very um, intermediate conditions so uh yeah you know it um, it'll be probably a lot higher attrition i think if it if it plays out that way um, you know it's a very high speed track and, and definitely have the possibility to, to make some you know mistakes uh, more on the wet but um, yeah I think it would definitely put on uh, a very interesting show that's that's for
3: sure
0: any other questions for Scott Patrick
3: uh, you've had such a streak of success here that that
4: enter your mind at all or just worry about that tomorrow
1: uh, you can't rely on it you know it's nice to come into tracks where you've had that uh, you know that scenario but um, you know we can't come here and think that that's going to help us you know it's it's not going to do that at all so um you know we we've shown good speed this weekend i think we've definitely got the car to beat um you know we just uh, we just didn't emphasize in, in qualifying them
0: yes jared
3: how did the when the clouds came in when changed direction did that change the car make you guys have to change anything in the setup
1: um, I think it, you know, typically when the track cools off a little bit, especially with, um, you know, track temp itself, it, it, you know, the car just gets a little more neutral, but, uh, you know, as you're throwing new tires at it, n- new tires typically want uh, more front aero or, or more front grip, you know, the, the rear just becomes a little more solid with, with new tires, so, um, you know, the the conditions, I, they pretty much just get better uh, with cloud cover uh, and with track temp going down, you know, I think that's why we've seen some some pretty big speeds.
0: Any final questions for Scott? Scott, congratulations. Thank you very much. We'll continue with our post-qualifying press conference, joined now by Joseph Newgarden, who will start third in tomorrow's race. Joseph's best career start here at Watkins Glen International. Joseph, it looked like you were in line for a a, a front-row start, another front-row start for you here in 2017, but Ross, you set that time, bumped you back a row, but it seems like you're in a great position for tomorrow's race as well.
5: Yeah, it's a superposition. You know, I I don't think I've ever really had to say it as much, but I think I messed up a pole run, to be honest with you. I lost probably two or three tenths in the final corner. I don't don't remember ever having to say that, so I feel pretty stupid in a way. Um, But, you know, at the same time, I think a little bit surprised. I don't think we expected to be in that pole fight whatsoever. I thought, you know, we were fighting just to get into the fast six today. That was kind of our goal. And I knew we had fast six cars. I knew we could get there. But, you know, certainly fighting for the pole, uh, you know, we didn't expect that. So once I got going on my lap, I was shocked at how much time we were picking up. And, you know, it was like projected at 82-2 going into turn nine. And I'm like, you know, if we want if we want to beat Dixon, I've got to get everything out of nine as well. And I just goosed it, like totally messed it up and um, lost a couple tenths. And it was still a good lap time. You know, it's still a great starting position for us. But I just I feel so silly for messing up what could have been a pole car. The car was amazing. I couldn't believe how good it was in the Fast Six. I mean, it was just phenomenal. So it's a great job to our Team Penske crew. It's great to have a couple cars in the Fast Six. So I think Elio and me are, are happy about that. And you know our other two teammates aren't far behind. So we've got certainly great spots for the race. And we got to focus on that now.
0: Elio Kashenev is driving the number three Hitachi Chevrolet for Team Penske, starting six in tomorrow's IndyCar Grand Prix at the Glen. Three poles here, but still looking for his first win here at the Glen. Elio you are the, the chaser in this situation, but you were able to stick with your primary contenders with Joseph with Scott. Are you happy with what you have right now, the package that you have going into tomorrow's race?
6: Yeah, no, definitely Hitachi Chevy was uh, we work really well together, everyone as always uh, and uh, when we put the red ones, my car was really accepting extremely well. Uh, I really, really push it and uh, but suddenly uh, uh, we put the black ones, uh, black tires and um it definitely my car it did not accept well it was it was like i i was completely <laughs> out of the out of here so it was uh that was a very frustrating disappointed not even have a chance to uh to keep pushing but um in the end of the day um you know it's not about where you it started it's already finished yeah, as you write uh, the containers are right there we're all together <clears throat> but uh, still if it rains tomorrow it's still a lot of things can happen but uh we're happy to be you know, it's it's you set goals, and and as Joseph uh, uh, alluded to, the top six that was our goal, and so we achieved our goal. But um, we want to obviously keep improving, and hopefully for tomorrow, uh, a better finish.
0: Takuma Sato starting fourth in tomorrow's race, his best career start here at Watkins Glen International. Takuma, you're with your teammate Alexander winning poll, it seems like Andretti has a very strong package heading into tomorrow's race. What have they brought to the table for this weekend?
7: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, that the last month or a couple of weeks ago, we came here for the testing. And uh, the reason was that Andretti old Sports didn't particularly had a, a great platform last year. So uh, we came here for the different philosophies and it uh, seems to be uh, working well. And then I think uh, I was the case, the matter of the catching all the sister cars up and because I think uh, Lion and obviously Alex and Marco were uh, very competitive this weekend. So we all of us, you know, feels very positive. And uh, in the end, uh, you know, I want to say congrats to the Alex. He did a tremendous job to beat us all. And, uh, you know, it's a little shame that uh, we'll be beaten by tens, But I think he did a good job. And uh, entire Total Sport worked extremely together. And uh, I'm very proud of the uh, part of it.
0: Many drivers making their career best start here, including Charlie Kimball, who will be starting fifth in tomorrow's race, driving the number 83 Tresaba Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. Charlie, you only ran two laps in practice one yesterday, but it seemed from then on it just got faster and faster and obviously working your way up to this fifth place start for tomorrow's race. What was going on in practice yesterday and what did you guys figure out to get you where you are right now?
8: Yeah, honestly, I'm really proud of uh, the effort from from the 83 crew and and all the help from everybody at Chip Ganassi Racing. We had an electrical issue um, in the engine yesterday in practice one, so we didn't get any real laps in. And we scheduled to change the engine. It was mileaged out at the end of uh, yesterday. But with the electronics issue, they they decided to change it between practice one and practice two. The guys did a great job getting it done in the time available. um, And from then on, we've just kind of picked up right where... uh, Right where our teammates were, um, and so we were able to make the car a little bit better yesterday afternoon. I think we ended up seventh quickest, just a skosh off the top six. So going into today, it was definitely my goal and thought that if we could make the car a little better this morning, we'd end up inside the Firestone Fast Six. And uh, we missed the mark by uh, a little bit more this morning. And so to be able to find it this afternoon when the temperature came up uh, was was really good. And um, you know, I thought any time you can be within three and a half tenths of Scott Dixon around Watkins Glen, you'd be pr- doing pretty well. But, uh, you know, a huge congratulations to, to Alexander getting his first pole. Uh, having done that in Texas this year, it's, uh, it's a great feeling. Um, so big congrats to him. And, and honestly, I'm just happy to have a couple of Ganassi cars inside the top six to, to try and get, uh, get as many points for Chip Ganassi Racing heading into uh, the season finality in a couple of weeks.
0: Perfect. We'll open up for questions, starting with Larry over here in the blue.
3: Charlie. Charlie, you started uh, the race 14th last year. You wound up finishing sixth. This year you're starting fifth. Better than when you finished last year. So it has to give you a little bit of a jump in your step going into the tomorrow.
8: Yeah, I feel like I've I've exercised some demons this year. At Pocono last year, we crashed in practice, and so qualifying wasn't particularly stellar. And, um, you know, Long Beach, we missed the top six by 200. So to get my first Firestone Fast Six appearance on a road course this year here at Watkins Glen is. Uh, feels really good and and last year we we missed the strategy a little bit and I didn't get the laps to uh, the lap time to get into the top 12 even last year so uh, it feels good to exercise those demons get inside not only the top 12 but also the the top six and uh, give me a good starting spot as you said you know if I do the math from 14 to six and then five you know it doesn't leave me that much further to go forward.
0: Mark?
9: Um, for any driver who wants to take this question, the Firestone rain tires are new tires that have never been run in a race before. How important will tomorrow morning's practice session be in the rain, assuming it's going to rain, um, since, since you probably never you know, have run those tires before?
6: Well, that's a very good question. I think we're going to find out uh, tomorrow. Uh, but uh, obviously, Firestone does a great job. Uh, all these years, uh, we developing one thing. Sometimes it doesn't go well. And uh, so we, I, I, we're gonna find out for sure tomorrow. But I have no problem in uh, in trusting, obviously, the, the engineers. And it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It's been quite a long time. We maybe just practicing rain, but n- not racing. Um, and I think it's gonna be interesting tomorrow to to uh, to be on the wet again.
9: Just a follow up on that. Just a follow up on that. That's all right. We'll, we'll, it. we'll get it. Thank yeah. You. Um, how much of a guess is it for the drivers? To um, you know, it rains in the morning. You don't know for sure if it's going to be raining for the race, right? So, do you go with a full wet setup or or not? How much do you have to guess with stuff like that? And how far, how close to the start of the race do you actually make changes to the car, looking at the weather forecast, and before you have to you know decide, okay, this is what we're going with?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it'll come down to sort of a later decision on uh, setup stuff, just depending on how the weather's progressing you know I mean even from Thursday this week when you're looking at the weather for the weekend it's changed quite a bit so I'm sure we'll be watching it closely tomorrow morning um you know and you know deciding the setup it's it's really probably going to be a mixed bag some guys will probably end up if it looks like it's going to dry out during the race some guys will probably just run a dry setup you know thinking for the long game that once it dries up you want to have a dry setup on the car Um, other guys might gamble on a full wet. So it really just depends on how everyone views the weather situation. So I think it's, it'll probably be a mixed bag between a lot of people, but those decisions can be made pretty late up to the race, you know, probably within an hour,
8: hour and a half, you can, you can still tweak on the car a little bit. And I think from my side, Mark, I was, you know, being in a little further back in the championship standings, I don't have a lot to lose points wise. Um, so you may see some drivers gamble more with setup. Um, you know, if it looks like it's wet, but may dry out, start on wets and, and start with a full wet setup and hope that it, it stays or another band or it gets cloudy and doesn't dry up as quickly. Um, I think people who towards the end of the season like this, who maybe need to try and make a splash for the future or, or, you know, justify the job they've done, uh, earlier in the year, will take bigger risks on setup. Um, but as far as the forecast, I think, I mean, you could flip a coin and get as much accuracy as a lot of the the forecasts out there. So, hopefully, that that band that's coming and is just south moves through quickly overnight. And, you know, we put on a, most importantly, put on a great show for the fans. Thank you.
2: Bruce. Two questions. With this uh, format, it seems like the challenge is in order to be first, you got to go out last. How hard is it to really time your best lap? to come so close to the end of the session. Those other two guys at the end
8: had heard that. I'd like to hear. eh, (laughs) We'll see if they were listening. The, um, I mean, everybody, all the engineers have the same calculators and it's it's simply math. So it's just a question of how much do you want to risk getting, losing that last lap or getting that last lap right at the end. But I think for for us at least in that last session, we ran the Firestone primaries and they, they took all of six and a half minutes to come up to temperature and come up uh to grip so that last lap was the most important um and if you did that if you were the last guy across the line when you did that fair enough but it was more about how many laps you had on the tires elio
5: joseph bruce i'm going to be very honest with you (laughs) elio and me didn't hear that question (laughs) I'm so sorry. We apologize.
2: With this format, it's often in order to be first, you got to go out last. So how hard is it to time that fast lap for the very
5: end? You know, I don't. I don't think that made a difference today. Um, I think it's about hitting it, you know, right on the lap that you need to. And um, you know, for, I mean, for me specifically, I won't speak for everyone, but for me specifically, I messed it up on the third lap, and that kind of messed up the fourth lap too. So, you know, I don't. I don't think there was a difference in being the last guy. Um, Not at this track. It was gripped up for everybody. I think it was very stable, so wherever you were in line didn't really matter. You just want to maximize your run.
6: If you're talking about oval, then you're right. Then it's a little bit different, but I don't think here in the road course or street course uh, makes much of a difference. Okay, and the second question was, even though we won the Indianapolis 500
2: last year, are we just now starting to see how good Alexander Rossi is really going to be?
5: Yes, you are. You're starting to see the real deal here. <laughs> there he is.
0: Could you step out for a second, Alexander? Um, gonna...
5: I mean, you will, for sure. Alex is getting better. You know, I think this championship is is very much rewarding for experience. I think that's why you've seen guys in it for so many years, and they, they don't tend to drop off as much. Um, it it makes more of a difference, I would find, in the IndyCar series than others. You know, that's speaking from only driving in the IndyCar series. I don't know how it is in other championships, but it seems like that from the outside. So I think... You know, Alex is starting to figure things out more and more, as we all have. I know for me, it's made a huge difference spending a lot of time in the championship. So, um, you know, he's he's obviously going to be a, a tremendous competitor for many years to come, in my opinion.
0: Takuma, do you want to add to that as his teammate? Um, no,
7: I mean, as I said, I mean, he did, uh, he did a tremendous job, uh, not only for today, but the whole entire season. And today is the day for him. And, uh, you know, he beat o- us all, you know, and, in, and uh, he's a good teammate to work together. And, uh, you know, congrats, Alex, and uh, enjoy the poll. And, uh, you know, we will have a good show tomorrow. That's what's important.
0: Marshall? Microphone over here, please. Right behind you, yeah.
3: This is for Elio and Joseph, two races left to go, qualifying is fairly important, your other two teammates locked in the championship with you as well, Tell me about thoughts about Will starting eighth, Simon back in twelfth, they would want to be up front with you to fight for this championship, but a little bit of a strange day with half the Penske cars locked in the championship but starting well behind you, relieve any pressure for you guys or are you just focused on your own programs?
6: Well, Marshall, as I said before, we're always working together well, Um, and uh, unfortunately, we, as we said it, we were. Our goal uh, was actually to be in the top six, and um, once you have that kind of competition, you know, two might going to be out, Uh, one might going to be in. We never know. So in this situation, I don't think it's uh, 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 anything wrong. It just wasn't unfortunate, but as as a championship uh, uh, the qualifying, I don't think it, it says much, especially with the situation. It might be tomorrow with rain, so I don't think it's a, it's a problem. At least I'm not focused on on as I said where you started, but obviously where you finish.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference with the you know obviously you want to be as far up as as up as you can for the grid, especially when it's raining. You know, you'd prefer to be as far up as possible, but I don't. I think it's you know IndyCar is so shaken up every every time we go racing on a on a road or street course and especially you throw in rain that you know it might what if it turns out tomorrow that it ends up being better to be in the back at the start you know you just never know in these races so uh, I'd like to think we're in a good position but our guys are not too far behind us so I think we're all kind of clustered in there and just have no idea how it's going to shake out and that's why you know people have been asking me about the points lead and I, I don't see it as that big of a lead you know I think 31 points is very easy to to push past. You know, if I have a bad race tomorrow and Scott wins, he can come out of here with a points lead. So I think tomorrow is, it's, you know, still everyone's got to try and maximize what they can do. Uh, we're going to try and do that as a team and, and work together as always. Hopefully we have a good day, and then I, I still think it's going to come down to Sonoma, and that's going to be what's really going to matter, and that's where we're going to have to have a very strong race.
0: Chris, right up here up front.
8: Charlie, given that nothing is
9: certain right now for 2018, how important is this race for you tomorrow?
8: Well, I think every race is important if you have a job passed tomorrow or not. Um, You know, the goal is still the same, is to go out, qualify as best as possible, and and do as good a job for the team, and then uh, get the result that's maximum, you know, points and and opportunities uh, in the race. I think it's irrelevant where, where the future lies, and honestly, you know, you do, the best job and you do your job on the racetrack and everything else takes care of itself. Tony? Um, Joseph, although you didn't get the
5: poll you relieved, Dixon didn't get it either because Dixon was ahead by like one, I guess, one ten-thousandth of a second or something? Yeah, a- a- every point counts, so, yeah, for sure, I think it helps, but, you know, it's small. It's a small little detail, but it, it, it adds up. Um, you know, but I'm happy we're we're in striking distance for sure. I hope that that pans out well tomorrow. But like I was telling Marshall, you know, we just I think tomorrow could be a very mixed up day. We have no idea, you know, where you actually want to start this race. You would think it would be on the pole and that would be the best thing, but this is IndyCar when <laughs> we've seen a lot of strange things happen in these sort of races. So we'll see how it works out.
0: Any final questions, Patrick?
4: Uh, seeing, I know that you guys talk about how high commitment this place is, but I'm seeing a lot of offs at nine, which is not where I would normally expect that. Uh, Joseph, you put a cloud out there for everybody trailing behind you to drive through for a bit. Uh, can you tell us, can you really make up a lot of time there? Is it just pushing that hard?
5: I mean, for me, you know, I I thought I had to get everything out of nine as well. We had done such a big lap up to that, and I'm like, well, if we want to have a shot with these Hondas, we've got to get everything out of nine too. And I think it ends up being more of a mistake. Nine is turning into one of those corners where you just need to do it cleanly. You know, it feels like more people are making mistakes there than so there's there's more to lose than there is the gain. I think in turn nine, and I feel like a lot of us are trying to gain and we end up dropping wheels. It's I think the corner kind of sucks you in. Just the the geometry of it. It looks like that you you know you have a good clear out. You have that little bit of road that's at, that's extra on the exit. And you feel confident to go back to throttle. It ends up sucking you into a false sense of being able to get back to throttle, and then you end up just too wide in the corner and dropping wheels, and I think that's why you've seen a lot of guys do that. So, um, you know, probably a bad approach for me and, you know, probably a bad approach from a lot of people this weekend.
0: Gentlemen, congratulations. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. Good luck tomorrow. We'll welcome up our poll sitter. We are joined by the Verizon P1 award winner Alexander Rossi driving the number 98 Napa Auto Parts Curb Honda for Andretti Autosport. One poll for tomorrow's IndyCar Grand Prix at the Glen with a time of 1 minute 22.4639 seconds. Alexander's career best start here at Watkins Glen International, but also his first career poll. Alexander, you've started and finished in the top 10 in the last four races. Do you feel like this is a, a building of momentum for yourself, but also for the team? As especially in light of yesterday's announcement that you'll be remaining with the team for a while to come.
4: Yeah, I'd certainly hope so. Um, as I saw most of you on Friday or Thursday or whatever day it was, um, it's it is the momentum that's building. So there's a lot of positivity among amongst the whole team. Um, you know, we I've talked about. Um, all the gains we made in the off season, and, and we've been kind of ticking forward with the gains we have, and still improving upon that. So, um, I think this is a representation of that to have Takuma uh, right there as well, and and Ryan really just miss out on on advancing to the fast six by a hundredth or whatever. I mean, it shows how strong our cars are, and and that's a big difference from from last year. So, huge credit to to the whole team for for the gains they've made.
0: I understand that you always come into a weekend hoping and knowing that your team has the potential to win, but when you look at qualifying with the group of people that are, are starting around you, like Scott Dixon that has uh, done very well here at this track, did you come into qualifying knowing that you had a shot at pole?
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we we never were out of the top five all through practice. We we tested here actually with Scott three weeks ago, and um, we were right there with him, so we knew we had a good package coming, coming here. So it was all about executing. And the first two rounds weren't great for us. Um, we were just kind of dialing the car in as as each advancement happened. And, and we put it all together at the right time for the third one. So it's something that we've failed to do in the past, honestly. So it's good that we've we've done that. Um, and I hope this will have a similar kind of effect as, as our podium did in Toronto. It'll get the, the monkey off our back and we can just focus on on going forward and, and repeating, um, knowing that we've confirmed to ourselves and and everyone else that we can't do it.
0: Like a few of the drivers, this is only your second IndyCar start here. When you think of the course in general just as one of those iconic road courses, what are some things that strike you most about it?
4: I love this place. It's uh, it's one of my favorite road courses in the whole world, actually. It's it's amazing to come here and it's a joy to drive an IndyCar around here. This is IndyCars at their absolute best, it is at Watkins Glen. So um, it's it's a privilege and it's, was so exciting to me because I had always watched Watkins Glen um, as a track in 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 the old races in Formula One, and I knew that from kind of just hearsay that it was a, it was an amazing track from guys over in Europe. But I would never been able to be here, even when there was a period of time when Skip Barber raced here because I was under the age of eighteen, which was the New York State law age to drive at Watkins Glen. So it was always a place that was on my bucket list. I never had the opportunity to do it, and. Um, since it was such a late addition to the 2016 calendar, when it finally happened, it was like I was pretty stoked about it. So I'm glad that my first career poll is here. It's fitting um, based on the fact that this is a track that's most similar to, to the tracks that I kind of w- was racing on in Europe for for so many years and um, you know it just all clicked uh, here today.
0: And not to take away from your polling, but I think you were actually here just a few weeks ago for the NASCAR event as well. What were your impressions of that event?
4: I loved it actually. Surprisingly, I guess um, I would never been to a cup race at an or at a road course before, and and it, it was it was pretty cool to see. And the biggest thing that that struck me and surprised me was how racing fans are racing fans, and it doesn't matter what championship it is. If you're at a beautiful racetrack and there's race cars going around, they love it. So it was cool to see that people that were there for a cup race and wearing a Kyle Busch shirt were still interested in talking to me and and getting a picture with me, and and that just reaffirmed you know how much growth this championship has seen and and that everything is on an upward trend.
0: Perfect. Marshall, we'll start with you.
3: Alexander, Alexander, is there something about this track that clicks for you as a driver? For example, yesterday Dixon talked about the high commitment level is something that he really responds to. Does that bring out the best in you or what is it about this place that works?
4: It is high commitment. I don't think I, I would struggle to find any IndyCar track on the calendar that's not high commitment, just based on the cars that we're in and how competitive it is. Even if it's a super low grip surface like Toronto or Detroit, it's 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 still very high commitment. I guess it's just a higher cornering speed here than other places. Um, I think for me, it's it's a truly it's a very much a traditional European type road course. Right? It's not very bumpy. Um, it's you can get into a really good rhythm. It's a lot of flowing, sweeping corners. There's not a lot of like Mickey Mouse sections and stuff. So it's it's a track that just I can relate to. I don't know if it's just one thing other than the general layout and grip and smoothness of it.
3: Last one for you. We've seen Joseph Newgarden this year respond very well. First year with the new engineer with Brian Campy, clearly you and Jeremy Millis are working well together. Has that taken time to reach this position of getting to a pole, or has it been there really from the start, and this has just taken a little longer to achieve that pole?
4: I would say May onwards it's been there. Um, I think we, we had a shot to be on pole in Detroit. Takuma got it, and we, I made a mistake in the final corner, and then the next day we chose the wrong tire, but we were fast. We were really fast all weekend. So I think Detroit, we were we had the chance. I think Texas, we had the chance. Pocono we had the chance so I, I think it's been there we just haven't put it together We haven't executed it but definitely Jeremy and I and Rob Edwards really started clicking around the, the month of May
0: we'll go Joe mark and then Wolfgang
9: Alex can you describe that last lab and what it took to uh, get to do, to do to, to, excuse me to do your pull maneuver
4: um, yeah, I mean, each lap was faster. I mean, we've seen that on, on the black tires. Each lap, um, you know, they get better and better. And the penultimate lap that I did was was quick, but it was a little bit sloppy. So I knew that as the grip came up, if I just cleaned up a couple areas, then it'd be faster. If I had gone for lap five, it would have been faster again. It's just the way that those tires work. Um, you know, the, the golden lap is really lap five. So lap four is always going to be better than lap three.
0: Go Mark Wolfgang and then David.
9: I have two questions. Um, did I hear you just write? You set your fast time on, on black tires. Is that correct? Is that what you said? Yes. Um, is there There's a, reason a lot wh- of people? I was going to say, is there a reason why you didn't choose the softer reds?
4: Well, they were used, so I didn't have any new reds. So, and and new reds to new blacks are pretty, pretty similar anyway. So.
9: And the other question was, you've been fast all weekend in the dry. Tomorrow it might rain. Are you uh, hoping it's going to clear up for the race, or are you concerned about that at all?
4: No. I mean, I was talking to someone. My last poll was 2015 at Monaco in the wet, so I love the wet. I would be really jacked if it rained tomorrow, so bring it on.
0: Wolfgang?
2: Um, Alex, congratulations for the pool You said earlier you were testing here two or three weeks ago. Um, were the weather conditions identical or the same or similar, and in case it were so? Did you come out for the uh, pool lab with the Similar package or identical setup package or did you do any changes?
4: So The weather was not the same for the test at all. The wind was different that it was a lot warmer um, But we still came with the same package It's difficult to we had a very successful test. So it's difficult to then just say oh, it's cooler So we're gonna wholesale the car. So P1 caught us by surprise a bit the car was a lot more positive than we wanted it to be so it took kind of P1 and P2 to dial it back a little bit for the cooler temperatures, but the same overall car was was the same as what we had in the test
0: david that's okay we can go to bruce first maybe it'll come back
2: in such a short session as we have uh with each of these sessions how hard is it to to make the timing to be able to get the lap that fast with such limited amount of time left for anybody else to even have a shot at it
4: Fortunately, that's not my decision nor my job. I kind of just go when 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 Rob tells me to. So it's always a fine line. I think the other guys answered it pretty well. In an oval, it makes a big difference here because it's already so high grip and it's already rubbered in. In by by the time you reach the fast six, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Whereas in round one, when you still have the support series rubber down, you know the the final laps are going to be the best because you're starting to put the Firestone rubber back down. So I think it. It varies from track to track, from, from condition to condition, but today it wasn't really in our thought process. The reason we went last is just to have the gap to, to the cars ahead.
0: Tony.
5: Alex, how nice is the change in expectations been in qualifying this year, where now it's like you're disappointed if you're third
4: or fourth as opposed to last year when you would have killed to be like 12th or something? <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it it's nice for sure. I mean it was difficult last year to to put in a really good lap and it'd be like the, Brian would come over to the radio and be like, Yeah, that's P seventeen you'd be like, sweet. So I mean it's it, it's nice. I would still say that we're not quite at the point this year where we'd be disappointed with the third. Um we haven't we haven't made very many fire fast sixes. We haven't been where we need to be, but the second half of the year has been has been better. So um I'd say we were disappointed with the ninth in Pocono. If we had been second or third there, would I've been disappointed? No. So it's it, it, it's kind of a a moving target because we're not at the the Scott Dixon or the the Team Penske level of where we're getting pulls every weekend. So um, you know, hopefully we're we're there, and this can be the the momentum we need in the off season.
0: David,
7: sorry for the delay in my memory. Um, as far as uh, where you're uh, starting uh, and you're surrounded by you know Dixie and uh, uh, New garden, do you feel that you're able to take more chances with them because they're going to be slightly more cautious because they're you know battling for the championship so you can you can be kind of like intimidating yeah good planning on it yeah <laughs> um,
4: no doubt i mean that's that's for sure in my mind at the same time you know i'm not I'm, I would never put someone in a position to to hurt their championship. And I'm also fighting. I mean, I have the guys in sixth and fifth behind me. So um, we need to capitalize and get good points tomorrow. But for sure, if it's a move for the win towards the end and it's it's one of those two guys, I'm going to be able to take more of a risk than they can.
0: Jared.
3: It's been a long time since somebody from Andretti has won on a road course. So what would it mean to you and? to michael andretti the whole team if you were to pull one out tomorrow
4: a lot i mean we've our 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 struggles have been well documented by everyone in this room so um it's it is something that we're very aware of and and the fact that you know our only wins really in the past two years have been at indianapolis is not something i mean we're proud of it in in one respect but in another respect we're not and um we have two races left to to accomplish what we're trying to do and and to prove that we've made the step forward that we've all talked about. So um, tomorrow, we've accomplished 50% of the weekend today. We have a lot of work to do tonight um, to prepare for tomorrow. It's not gonna be an easy day, um, regardless of the weather conditions.
0: Any final questions for Alexander? Patrick. Uh,
4: Would you give any credit to getting the whole contractual thing settled this week? For you know, maybe being to, maybe being able to relax and, and and just do your job this weekend and put it P one. Consciously, no, but but I don't know the effect that that may have subconsciously on not only me but the whole team. Um, you know, for everyone from a mechanic to an engineering to a management side, the silly season takes a, a toll on everyone in different ways, right? Um, and possibly, I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't think there's any condition where I was in the car where I felt more relaxed than I was in Gateway, per se. Um, It always helps that when you know you have a fast race car that you can just, you don't really think about it. You just get into the car and you roll out a pit lane and you're not thinking about, oh, I need to do this in turn three and that in turn six and that in turn 12. It's just, you know you're going to find the time and just go out there and and enjoy it type of thing. So that comes down to the race car. But for sure, I wouldn't dismiss or argue the fact that subconsciously it probably had a positive
9: impact on all of us. Yes, Mark. Alexander, you and um, and Joseph Newgarden were in Europe on the track to try to get to F1 and for various reasons, money or whatever, you you didn't make it. Now you're both here, two young Americans. Do you, might we be seeing a, a, a young American rivalry going in the future between the two of you? Sure,
4: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think Joseph is obviously proving this year that he's a championship contender. Um, I've got a, a bit to go and some more race w- race wins to get um, before I'm at that point. But yeah, I mean, I, I imagine he'll be in this in this series for a very long time. And you know, if everything goes the way I'm planning it, I will be too. So it's uh, it's great to have the kind of the future, if you will, be Americans. I think that's a wonderful thing for, for the Verizon IndyCar Series, for our fan base, for us as racing drivers. Um, I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. As much as we love the Scots and the Elios and the Tonys of the world, um, to have Americans
7: in front is, is an important thing.
0: Alexander, congratulations, thank you very much.
7: Thank you.